Hello and welcome to Is Minis a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with long, tan, and handsome Josh Hemo. Also, nice. I am good this week. <laughs> yeah, it's it was nice this week, right, Josh? Not an asshole this week. <laughs> I know. Um, also, I'm super excited to welcome our first ever guest, Woo! Josh yeah. Montijo. What's going on? Who will be our chaperone for the evening? Is it? <laughs> it's a prom episode. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah? Cool. That's... It was it was the best. It was it was it was slow on the references this time. <laughs> I also have other ones. Do we want to do it? So we have two Joshes here today. So we're just joshing around. <laughs> oh, God. that was that was. Is worse. that the title of the episode? You're done. Canceled. Canceled. You're done. <laughs> no, I I wish it was the title of the episode, but sadly it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll start a petition. Don't um, worry. You just put it in the comments if you want that to be the title. Of the <laughs> so the billions of you listening today like might be wondering, like, who is this stranger on this podcast? There's already one Josh. What are we going to do with another one? Why do we need two? Um, exactly. But the thing is, the more the merrier for one. And two, Josh, which I will reference, if I ever have to reference him specifically, I'll be like L.A. Josh. Or I'll go by his nickname on his own podcast called So I Got Fired. So he goes by Posh on there, which sounds really similar. So listen really carefully. It's my bougie. Um, it's my bougie side character. Yeah, bougie it's your, your alter, yeah. alter ego. Your alter, alter ego. ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so his podcast kind of goes around issues in the workplace. It's all about getting fired mainly, but also other like awesome random stuff that kind of goes in. And this week's episode is you know one half is about the prom, and the other half is about employee of the month. So we figured, you know, why not bring someone with a little bit more expertise in workplace, <laughs> workplace drama? Um, and so we brought, you know, L.A. Josh, Posh, whatever you want Thank to call Thank you, man. Yeah, it was when you asked me, like, to help you on with this episode, it was an honor. I was like, dude, that's goes totally like because all we do on our podcast is we just talk about um, me and Mariah, uh, the co-host. Um, mm-hmm. We got fired um, around the same time and we just decided, like. Why are we just, you know, crying about it? And why are we like just talking to people and relating to people about it? Because everyone goes through this stuff. Let's monetize it. Let's make a <laughs> ton of money. <laughs> make a business. Yeah, make a business out of getting fired. So that's what we're trying to do. So LA Josh, give us a little bit of your SpongeBob background before we hop into the episode. Yeah, man. So um, I was a little older when SpongeBob came out. I was, mm-hmm. I was probably, I was definitely like getting into my um like the angsty kid years so like i was edging out cartoons but going into like more like real life with zach and cody type stuff oh so, man so i caught the <laughs> that's too hardcore for me. Zach and Cody just... <laughs> so i caught like the tail i got the beginning of spongebob like for two or three years i watched it i'd say but then after that um i stopped watching it but all my nephews or sorry all my cousins and everyone um grew up watching it around me so like I know it. I know it really well, especially the movie. I was in high school when the movie came out. Oh, um, I can't wait until we get to the movie, dude. It's that's gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look out for that episode for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll bring you on. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll cool. see how you test right, with the cool. audience, our market audience. <laughs> this will be the sample episode. But yeah, so I have a lot of experience with it, and uh, definitely not as much as I feel like you two experts do. But um, experts. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> How kind. But we're uh, gonna bring Josh more often. You know, he's he's nice to us on here. <laughs> I've this it's these nice two episodes I have seen for <laughs> sure. So 
<laughs> awesome. So let's go ahead and jump straight into the episode. And this week we're looking at season one, episode 12, The Chaperone and Employee of the Month. The Chaperone. We find ourselves at the Krusty Krab watching SpongeBob make a Krabby Patty and Pearl rushes into the restaurant, just bawling her eyes out. And we find out a little later after she floods the entire Krusty Krab with her uh, salty, sad tears that her prom date stood her up. Pearl is super hung up on this long, tan, and handsome fish that we don't really know too much about. And being a good father, Mr. Krabs like tries to help his daughter and is like, we'll find a replacement date, you know? And he's like, offering uh, Squidward and Spongebob, and it just not not going well for Pearl. Pearl's not down for our spongy fry cook as her date, and Mr. Krabs is like, fine, I'll ask everyone in the restaurant, and everyone in the restaurant's like, peace, and they just leave. So, defeated, Pearl's kind of like, you know what, fine, Spongebob, just don't be late to pick me up. Mr. Krabs decides to give Spongebob, you know, a little pep talk for his precious daughter to have a great prom, and it turns out that he's talking to a dummy that SpongeBob made and the real SpongeBob like pops out of nowhere and he's like, Hey, do you want to know? And he gets cut off immediately by Mr. Krabs. And he's like, you know what, SpongeBob, you're taking my daughter to prom. Just so you know, SpongeBob's super excited. He's like, Oh yeah, I can totally make this happen. Then we cut to his house and we realize that not even, he didn't even have a date to his own junior prom. He's back at home with Gary. He's trying to figure out what to do. And then Gary is like, meow. And he's like, no, Patrick's the one that went with his mom. And then meow. And then, oh, my God, I had this magazine just chilling inside Gary's shell. And the magazine just happens to be called Long, Tan, and Handsome. So one makeover montage later, SpongeBob is ready. And he pulls up in a limo to Mr. Krabs. And Pearl proceeds to come out and be like, hey, this is the list of things that I want to get done. And this is how the night's going to go. SpongeBob's writing everything down. It takes forever. And then finally... SpongeBob mentions, hey, the limo's waiting. We got to get going. And Pearl, just distracted by the idea of a limo, just runs out and is super excited about everything. They pull up to the prom. The limo's having a hard time because, you know, Pearl's a, a thick girl chilling in that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and upon entering, Pearl's like instantly excited to go take a prom picture. And SpongeBob, you know, he's got these wonderful, tall, freaky looking legs because he's using stilts and they malfunction and he tries to take a picture and he just wrecks the entire setup and Pearl's friends decide to come over and Pearl's like you know what Spongebob go get punch so Spongebob's struggling with the punch and he ends up spilling all over himself and like absorbing everything and he starts serving drinks out of his nose it's real f***ing gross but then Pearl comes over and she notices oh my god it's her boyfriend Octavius Rex <laughs> it turns out to be just a tan anchovy looks exactly almost like everyone else except just tan I think he's balding too it's, he's balding yeah he's <laughs> Not the cutest, I would say, but again, to each their own. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to dance. We're going to enjoy everything. And we kind of realize that SpongeBob's moves are a little dated. And uh, he's doing like all these arm spins and stuff, but everyone's doing the whack. So he tries to dance like the young kids. And he starts this huge panic. And Pearl gets mad. And faced with failing his mission, SpongeBob starts freaking out. And he breaks down. And he's like, starts crying. He runs straight into the women's restroom. And Pearl, you know, feels a little guilty because her friend's like, wow, what did you even do? Pearl talks talks to him in the bathroom and they're like, oh, like, it's okay. And, you know, finally talks him out and they decide to cut up the dance floor and they dance to a classic that I think is overlooked quite a bit, The Sponge. And they get so lit and so crazy that the entire prom is basically trashed. 
and the crowd lifts them up and they're like, wow, we're like popular. We're so cool. But they're actually getting kicked out and they're like, go ruin someone else's prom. And then SpongeBob's like, you know what? I'm sorry, Pearl. He walks her back home. I don't know what happened to the limo, but walks her back home. And then Mr. Crab pops out and interrupts their little heart to heart. And Mr. Crab's like, you know what? Thank you, SpongeBob. Pearl goes back inside. And then we realize SpongeBob pops out and it was the dummy the whole time. That's Or maybe twist. part of the time. It was, again, great Shyamalan twist, just like you said, Josh. <laughs> so there's so much to unpack in this episode, and it's kind of, it, it's a lot. But I wanted to start out with just saying, um, how were your prom experiences? And did you go to a junior prom? Were you a junior that went to like a senior prom as a junior? Or did you just go to your senior prom? So I didn't go to my junior prom. I just went as a senior. Um, mm. my junior year, I think I was more concerned with like, uh, going to shows and like being cool and emo, <laughs> being being drunk and high all the time. <laughs> no, I wasn't even like weed and alcohol didn't even come into my into my realm till I was like twenty one. I, I weed a little bit earlier, but yeah, in high school I was irresponsible. Yeah. That's thank, you, responsible. thank you. <laughs> um. In in high school, I was just like I was a nerdy emo dude, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so I was yeah. just like can't relate, boring as fuck. But I listened to My Chemical Romance, so that's I didn't want to go to prom. I I could give a fuck about prom. That's good. I don't mind that. What about you, Josh? I didn't go to any of my proms, so I have nothing to contribute to this. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I want our listeners to get an idea. Just, <laughs> just sum it up. Don't get too depressing, but just uh, just family stuff. Couldn't get end up going, yeah. Well, I went to both proms, junior and senior year. Um, and I actually got a little bragging to do. Ooh. Because uh, one of my proms that I went to, I don't know if I was a junior or was I a senior, uh, two of my friends didn't have dates, yeah. and I ended up taking both of them as my dates. Wow, look at Baller. you. Which I was thinking about that before this, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know how. That is even a thing. I mean, we all went basically as friends, but they both have corsages, which I feel, thank God for my mother, because that corsages are expensive. So you had to buy two? Well, she bought two. I was in high school, so (laughs) I didn't have money. Damn. Um, So, yeah, but it was was pretty fun. But I I can, down the line, show, hopefully, someone my picture and be like, look, I had two dates. I was such a baller, even though I was a little... Weirdos. <laughs> even weirdos can be ballers though man yeah yeah I, i'm glad i'm glad because i think i'm in a little group of weirdos right now so i think oh thanks yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> especially josh I you guys don't know which one but one of them <laughs> i take pride in it we need to talk about the dummy like him making this clone of himself <laughs> and how this functions because there's times when he brings it up and the thing doesn't move but throughout the entire episode it's a, the whole prom part. It is the dummy, and it's functioning. It's fine. So I don't understand how this thing okay. works. First, let's okay. Let's get a consensus going. Do do we think the dummy was there at the prom the entire time? Do you think from the moment SpongeBob picks her up to the dance, it's a dummy? Yeah, I think so. See, I I would I assumed so, but now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the dummy started off. If it was in the beginning. SpongeBob started off very uh he was he felt real like he was he wasn't just like reacting to things like a dummy would. So now now you got me thinking, I don't know. 
I, what do you think? What's the conspiracy? Another conspiracy. Yeah. Great. So, <laughs> LA Josh, I don't know how super familiar you are with our podcast. You said to listen to a couple yeah, episodes, no, but yeah, we have I a running see. theory that SpongeBob is a god. And just recently, we had another theory that we think maybe it's like a, a Neo situation where it's like he's the one. Oh, damn. So I think this might be more evidence in the one situation because maybe he's training the new SpongeBob, the next SpongeBob. Because oh. wow. we had this feeling like, what if it's like a reincarnation situation? Like like Doctor Who type stuff? Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Or he's like training his, his replacement because when he becomes SpongeBob- Whoa. Whatever the next level of SpongeBob will be. So how many in that case? So there's been how many re- reiterations of him has there been? You think? Who knows? We haven't had. <laughs> there's not enough episode epi- uh, episode evidence. evidence. No yeah. one's really mapped it out yet. It out. Yeah, since exactly. the dawn of time, there's been since... SpongeBob. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> because like there are SpongeBob's where there's a prehistoric SpongeBob, and there's stuff like that. Mm. So we do think that maybe it's the one situation where he's like reincarnated. Whoa. Or maybe it was like an Avatar situation, like Avatar Blue People Avatar, not the good Avatar, um, The Last Airbender. <laughs> and I said that. Blue People Avatar sucks <laughs> compared to Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't Controversy. care if anyone. Controversy. Know, man. At me. Doing I'll argue that. But maybe it's one of those situations where he's like, he he plugs in and he controls it, like kind of like a robot or some shit. But maybe. I, I, again, though, I think like the robot had emotions in the beginning. So did he program emotions into the robot? No, I was thinking like you know how like blue people avatar he like possesses like the body. Does that make sense? Like it's it's his emotions, his body controlling everything. Like, so he's he's tethered into it somehow. Yeah, exactly. His sponge brain is plugged into this robot. It's... Exactly. Huh. I feel like that's probably no, the most logical. <laughs> that like the most logical explanation. That's what I get for trying to find logic in a. In a... <laughs> But like honestly, I do think I don't know. I I think there's so much to unpack there. We would need a whole separate bonus episode just to be like, yo, is this actually SpongeBob? Let's or not? discuss the technology behind. Yeah, that's a whole separate. Yeah. Like, let's get some engineers on the podcast. It's actually a good <laughs> we idea. We already need. Man. We need a marine biologist. There was another person that we needed. There's a lot of people that we need on this podcast. Yeah, panel um, of experts. So one thing that I do want to stress that. Pearl, like, is so upset about not having a date. And I just don't think that you need to have a date to have fun at prom. Yeah, you don't. Actually, my senior year, I didn't have a date. I went, I went without a date to prom. It was, like, me and a group of people. We went that Respect. route. It was, like, me and, like, four or five other people just went as a group. That was. I feel like with any tight. outing, that's, like, what it is. Yeah. Like, if you have, yeah, maybe you have friends. Like, I think you just need to find better friends that are couples. You know, yeah. if you're if all your friends are coupled up, just find a couple who's not a piece of shit to be around, who's like constantly rubbing that shit in your face. And third wheel it, yeah, man, third wheel. yeah. I've had a lot of fun third wheeling in the past, so third wheel it for sure. <laughs> that sounds a lot more suggestive. Than <laughs> I want it to be. It wasn't, but take it as you want. You know, um, one of the big things that I was seeing happen that stuck out to me was a uh, Pearl's obsession with image mm-hmm. she cared so much about how she looked and how she came off to people um we've seen that before yeah that's she, like, like she yeah with the flipper slippers she oh was yeah man I, possessed of yeah that. it's funny because like of all the people to to um to be that character i don't know why but she feels the most real to me like she feels the most like 
uh genuine yeah yeah and it's probably because like you see that everywhere like you see people so obsessed with image nowadays well especially in high school like yeah it's a image like your image and how you present yourself is a sense of status in high school and like that kind of goes away a little bit in college but really in high school it's like if you have a date and you look the best and you're wearing the best clothes like that's how you're popular yeah right i also feel like with um society nowadays we care a lot about image more because we actually see each other a lot more as far as our like like instagram and facebook and stuff like that because back in the day like you only saw people at school and like now you see people all the like only if they're like back in the day when people were famous you'd see them on tv but now it's like if i'm not if i don't look fly on twitter no one's gonna know i look fly if i don't look good on on instagram no one's gonna know yeah it has to be has to be out there in order for people to to know it yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the problems has gotten worse with a little bit like the social media because you're like again, your image is always constantly seen. Like with Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you're always like your image is always seen. I mean, but the popularity thing has I think been there for forever. And I think the that goes to our another lesson that like popularity is overrated because the people who were popular in my high school, like I don't even give a shit about them anymore. Sometimes. Well, I think popularity means something different the older you get. I think exactly. popularity doesn't That's mean like you're wearing the best clothes and you're wearing like you have the cool friends or you're listening to the best music. I think popularity slowly becomes something more of like you're just a good person to hang around and this person has friends and it's someone that is genuinely like a good person to be like to hang out with. And I think that's what it kind of evolves into. At least I've, that's what I've noticed as I've gotten older. Yeah. As you get older, that, that superficial stuff kind of melts away. It doesn't, it doesn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> There's no real currency it's for true. it. It's true. It's true. I do think, like, I don't 100% buy into the whole, like, oh, once you leave high school, it gets better situation, because I feel like people in high school you still deal with in college, maybe not the actual people that you dealt with in high school, but definitely those personalities. But I do think that with everyone getting older, it gets a lot easier to, uh, one, cut those people out of your life, and then two... Call, tell those people off. Be like, hey, like, you know what? I don't want to deal with you. I think like all the you do is high school. So why am I going to deal with it? And they grow from that and you grow from that. And then overall, you're again, the popularity changes. I like, I like they, what you guys said. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Josh said, you just get past the superficial. Sh- like, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Or if you don't, you turn in to Mr. Krabs and everything yeah. becomes yeah. just about like. <laughs> so that makes total that makes total sense in the way pr- that why Pearl is the way she is. Cause like, look at her dad. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. Super materialistic. Yeah. 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 It's just, fu- and it's funny that she has to feel like she has to stand out when she's literally the only whale that I've ever seen in bikini bottom. <laughs> I know, right? yeah. She's the tallest, biggest thing there, the biggest thing in the room. And she feels like she has to stand out somehow. Maybe she's, maybe she's like trying to compensate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she feels a little self-conscious, yeah. man. Yeah. This is just like, I don't like this. It's just bringing me back to a weird place. <laughs> Um, one thing for sure, though, I want to mention that I'm a firm believer in the phrase that all men are trash. And if you think that doesn't include you, probably does. <laughs> You're the biggest piece. All of these anchovies, uh, they're all trash. They all look the same. They all like even the tan one is a fucking scrub. <laughs> like, what was his name? Uh. Octavius uh, Rex. Octavius Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that goes back into like the whole superficial stuff. 
after a while, everyone starts wearing the same shoes, same clothes, same whatever, right? So everyone looks the same. So what what makes them different? Nothing makes you different in that case. So I think that's what it's just it's kind of saying. Like everyone, all these cool anchovies, they all look the same and they're all supposed to be like the cool kids. But what really makes them different? Nothing. No. Hopefully a personality. But we don't get you don't get one of those until after high school. I, I don't think yeah. anchovies got until you're an adult. Yeah, anchovies have much <laughs> toppings. Um, I'm we're always on this podcast talking about how Sandy is like a feminist icon, but I feel like Pearl has little feminist moments because when SpongeBob shows up to the dance and he's like, "This is our moment," and he puts a hand on Pearl and she stops that. Real yeah, quick. real quick. Yeah, sprays his little arm, shrivels it up, <laughs> and I just want to applaud her for that because she's like, "Uh, don't touch me. You did not get." permission to touch me i think she's like a developing character like developing feminist character where sandy has like her life put together she's smart she's buff she has like all these great qualities and stuff Mm -hmm. but like pearl is still growing up and but she still has very admirable qualities and she's learning like so it's i think that's a good way to like you don't have to be perfect like sandy you can still be developing and still be a good feminist icon i think that's what kind of pearl does She's a junior in high school, too. Yeah. So it's like, she got time. She yeah. got time to grow. She could be a Sandy one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And she lists off all the expectations for the date. Well, I guess you could call it a date. I, her long list of expectations. Her, yeah, I think it's a little bit too much, but I think it is, I think it's a nice change to see someone give you a, like, an idea of what you're out for. Because, I mean... I don't date anymore, but I, it used to be frustrating where you're like, oh, is that will they, won't they situation? And just being like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the kind of day we're going to have. And I think they kept it pretty platonic, and I'm glad they did because, you know, age difference. But also, like, the entire time, it was just like, I didn't once get, like, the date vibe. Like, even at the end, it was more like, hey, thanks for having a good time with me. Oh, yeah, thanks for having a good time with you, too. And then Mr. Krabs pops out. Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know. I like I like that someone can just put their expectations down. Maybe not so much on paper, but do you think that having them there? Do you think that um, SpongeBob went into it with the intention of like, all right, so I'm a chaperone, and so he never let himself get past that. Oh, I think, I think he got to that point where he's like, I want this girl to have the ideal prom situation, and for her, it's coming in with a snack on her arm. <laughs> and just having a good snack. time, a long, yeah. long leg snack. And I think I think that's what he set out to do. Yeah, man, that was one thing that that really stood out was SpongeBob's willingness to like set all his stuff aside to like make sure that Pearl had the best night that she could. Yeah. I mean, he went all out. Like, yeah, he, made he went the suit, all out. He made the stilts. He made the robot. Like, st- <laughs> robot. Yeah, <laughs> he, he grew a flower in grew a flower. time. Yeah. He bought you know the how two, much love and nurturing that he did? bought the toupee. Yeah, <laughs> he went all out. Um, well, that brings me to one of the other lessons I saw is recognize when other people are doing you a favor. Because what happened is Pearl just pushed pushed the limit too far, and SpongeBob was trying his best, and that poor dude ran straight crying. And now there's no problem with having emotions, but I feel like he got broken down in that moment. He like we've only seen SpongeBob I think break down twice, right, Josh? Yeah. So it's like it's a uh, it's rough. I think yeah. I think it's good to not take advantage of those people. That's what I kind of wrote like my lesson is like you know like people for them and not the ideal of them. And I think it's really easy to be like 
you know, I really like this cool, popular person, but if you, you should like them for their personality, for more than just how their appearance is, because that's what your appearance changes eventually, right? Yeah. We all get old, we all get ugly. <laughs> um, so Speak it's for really... yourself, Josh. <laughs> I get beautiful <laughs> as I get older. Right, right, okay. Lie to yourself, whatever you <laughs> lets you sleep at night. Um, but it's really like, you should like people for, for them and not, again, not for the ideal of them. It's cool because I have like a similar thing, a similar lesson where it's just like recognize when people are extending themselves to help you out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. for whatever reasons you you have doesn't doesn't in any way like give you permission to break them down. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. I don't know if you guys have run into this in your in your lives, but like there are times where you kind of like throw a lifeline out for your friend to do the right thing. And they don't just grab it where you're just like, hey, like, I really wish you did this. Or even uh, another situation where you're like, okay, I'm obviously doing you a favor and you're already in the middle of doing them the favor. And then they're just kind of like pushing it so much more. And you're kind of like giving them little subtle hints like, hey, like, I really I'm so glad I'm doing you this favor. And then they kind of just take it as like, oh, yeah, you've you've signed on. Now you're my type situation. Man, I I don't think I've really necessarily run into that, but I do know that I know what you're talking about. I know people that I've like close to me that I've dealt with that kind of stuff. And I and I think that's just really at the end of the day that's just like people like to take advantage of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when you yeah. when you're in a low place, like it's hard to not see like an opportunity is like, "Oh, I ever got to take this for everything." But at the same time, that it's like sense. it doesn't make it makes sense from like a from like the weird reptile part of your brain, but from like the human part, it makes no fucking sense. No sense. Yeah. yeah. The 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 good part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it I think it's good to be aware that people do that. And like when we it's really hard to kind of narrow down what it is that makes people toxic. And when we talk about cutting toxic people out of your life, but that's a good sign that if you feel like people like taking advantage and stuff like that, like that is a sign that the person's toxic and you should consider like Maybe this isn't the best influence in my life. And find better friends. Bingo. I agree. Yeah. You got it. Uh, one thing, uh, I'd like to give out these little fun facts. And before I forget, so this is the first episode uh, SpongeBob dispenses a drink because he absorbs it. So I think that's a, <laughs> a, a, big, a big deal. Um, another first. Health for code win. violation for sure. Definitely a health code <laughs> violation. I used to have a food handler's permanent and that is 100%. Not good. Um, I think under so, the sea, things are different, you know? Yeah, well, we we talked about that, I think, when when we saw him running on ingredients and other random things. <laughs> I Maybe it's like that, that salt water. Yeah, the rules are a little more lax. Yeah, I think the salt yeah, exactly. kind of uh, kind of dissolves a lot of the germs. So Yeah, yeah. that's science, <laughs> yeah. right? That yeah, makes that sense. Makes sense. <laughs> another first, this is the first episode where SpongeBob and Pearl interact with one another. So that's like a, a nice heartwarming moment. That their first time out was like, Nice. It was an enjoyable thing, I think, for memorable. So yeah. What? Definitely so in memorable. the past, because she's come up in the past before, but yeah. like, what? What was? They never had like a one-on-one interaction or like episode together. They never. They never like hung out. I think okay. the closest they get is the uh, the talent show episode, right? Oh, yeah. oh, the talent show episode. Damn, yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, this is also the first time SpongeBob has worn long pants. Oh, okay. So yeah, nice. One little funny thing I saw is just like. It made me think about like high school and middle school dances. It's like there's always like that one like weird dance move that everyone's doing, <laughs> and like this is like 
<laughs> the whack or the sponge. <laughs> and I remember middle school the, was like everyone's the doing Dougie, like the, the, the Dougie, slide. The soldier boy. <laughs> oh, I used to I used to do that so so hard. I yeah. sucked at it. I did it at home when no one could do it see so me. So hard, but I sucked at it. The kids still here's the in thing. The comfort of your room. The kids still <laughs> exactly. eat today. What was the that? The kids still yeet today. Is that still a dance move? I I I, I don't even know. <laughs> Well, now it's that whole Drake, that Kiki, do you love me oh, situation the, the going In My on. Feelings everyone's Challenge. Still, everyone's still dabbing. Still dabbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one uh, Since we're on music, the fucking sponge is an underrated punk classic. <laughs> that punk classic. Sounded like Come classic on. punk rock. I was like getting Ramones vibes. Yeah, when it kicked in, I was like, oh, sh- yeah, dude, Ramones <laughs> vibes for sure. I think we've been sleeping. Everyone like talks about uh, the bubble bowl. And even the fool who ripped his pants, like all that. <laughs> but this is a punk classic. It's actually really good. And I was like, this is again, SpongeBob has the best music, I think. They do party man. playlist. You can definitely tell that the creators of this like are are uh, fans of music, not just like oh, boring yeah. pop music, but like just fans of all types of different music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and jump to the bubble break. All right. Since we got a special guest this week, uh, we're going to take this bubble break to kind of talk about LA Josh and your podcast. Yeah, so man. you want to kind of introduce? Yeah. So um, so I got fired from a job probably. This is uh, my first job when I moved back to LA. It's a little over a year ago. Um, it was a reality TV uh, job. It sucked. I hated it. At the same time, um, my really good friend Mariah from this other place I used to work, she got fired from her job. And we just kept like talking about how it sucked and like how we just, you know, being fired is like one of the worst things that we've gone through and all this other kind of stuff. And we realized that all we were doing was just like complaining about it. And then one day she was like, she said that she wanted to start a podcast called this. I, I started a podcast cause I got fired and I was like, let's fucking do it. So, um, <laughs> it took us a little bit, but like we finally just decided to sit down with, um, Isaac, who is our sound guru. I know I, you guys don't know this, but Josh has his own audio engineer working in the background <laughs> right audio now. Tech, yeah, um, tell tell Isaac to shout out so we can. Yeah, yeah Isaac, Isaac, can you give a shout out real quick? Shout out. <laughs> so yeah, Isaac's Solid. always in the killing background, it. just killing the audio. Um, without him, we wouldn't have anything. Um, but but yeah, oh, so yeah, shout out Isaac Hard. But so we just decided to sit down and start talking about the things we were going through. And once we recorded it, we realized that like this is something everyone goes through. So we need to like start posting this and start having people on. So that's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. We um we sit down, we have guests in to talk about like crazy job stories, times that they were fired, times that they had to fire somebody, um, times that they, you know, wanted to quit. All all that kind of stuff really uh helped us realize that it's just a part of the game. Um yeah. so it's 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 been a really cool process, man. So yeah, check it out. So I got fired podcast. Yeah. So this is a weird situation for us because both Josh, Tucson Josh, and I have never been fired. Mm. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But I feel like Not it yet. is a right. I feel like it's a rite of passage that, <laughs> that we haven't we haven't experienced. It's definitely yeah. feeling like it's becoming a rite of passage. Yeah. So as as far as getting uh, guests, how do you go about it? Do you just like Craigslist it? <laughs> we haven't Craigslisted it yet. Um, but I mean, I'm sure there's some, some real people on Craigslist, so maybe we'll reach out to them. But, um, lately it's, it's just so far, it's just been, um, 
people that Mariah or I know, um, so far, most of the people are like everyone that Mariah knows. She's, she is born and raised out in LA. So, um, Mm -hmm. she has a lot of people in like all different types of industries, um, who have experienced, like I said, either getting fired or having to fire somebody. I have some beef with Mariah, (laughs) but I I won't air it on this podcast. I was going to say, I feel like now's the time to air it out. Yeah. I'll Safe I'll wait place. when I when I get on your podcast I'll I'll air my oh, beef man. out there. Okay. I like I like it with the person in the room. I don't like talking. Ah, be- dude, uh, that's real. People's that's real. I respect that. I keep it real. I know more high school. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. Man. So so for right now it's just um people that we know, um people that we've known, people that uh, have talked to us about it. Like all of them are friends or family. So we have a and we have a pretty big pool. So. To pull, like, you know, a lot of people that we know out here. Uh, I got a question. Um, do you find it easy, so with your guests and with you guys, to, like, open up on a public platform about being fired? Because, like, that's a, that's a big thing. Like, yeah. talking about being fired and, like, crappy job situations is kind of tough, especially in a public platform. So, like, yeah. do you guys find it, how do you guys yeah, like, navigate that? like, one Google that? search, man. Yeah. I know, right? How do you deal with uh, those people who Google search you? Uh, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Josh Montijo was on a, a podcast <laughs> about getting, about getting fired. fired. Yeah. Is tough. Um, it's getting definitely getting easier. In the beginning, it took a while for us to, to I guess reason with ourselves that it's something, it's something worth hearing. You know, it's something worth people hearing. But yeah, it is kind of tough because like who knows who knows where I'm going in my career. But like you said, anyone can just Google search my name and I'll pop up with this podcast about getting fired <laughs> talking about <laughs> like hating working at places and talking about like my the attitude like working at you know various like mm-hmm. crappy jobs so it's probably not the best thing to have out there but i'd rather have that than like a fake version of anything so i dig that that's kind of makes that's sense yeah. how i am with uh with political views yeah before you know josh and i both used to work uh, at the same place and we both worked at a TV station Yeah, man. and very, very much at a TV station, you're kind of walking the line because you're trying not to be biased if you're doing news. Yeah. At least where we especially, work. Yeah. Especially where There's we some work. Places. Yeah. Um, so it's like one of those situations like now that I'm not working there, I'm like, well, I'm going to say what I want because I'd rather, I'd rather not get hired for something I believe in than get hired for being like fake, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Cause then I think when you're, when you're putting that fake version, there's like a, a certain expectation that you always have to live up to. And that just sounds exhausting to me. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll set my own expectations and live up to those. I'm cool with that. Good. So before we hop right back into the episode, I have one question. What are you hoping like people get from this podcast? I just want people to be able to listen to it and relate. I just want them to feel like there's a, there's a platform out there to tune into whenever you're feeling like your job isn't, worth it or you're feeling like you need to quit or you're feeling like you need to change the scenery when it comes to your to your work like i just want people to to look to us as like a an outlet for that kind of stuff so yeah i mean and we we always encourage people to write in email us with stories and talk yeah, what's to us. the email yeah what's the yeah handle so for all um, the things? so you can email email us at uh so i got fired podcast at gmail you can look us up on itunes we're on soundcloud um we're gonna be branching out pretty soon to different places um but yeah, and then we got a Instagram. I think it's just at so I got fired. Oh yeah, we, I I just I'm about to add you guys on there. Yeah, I man. think I added you yeah. guys. I'm not sure. Um, is Manny's a podcast? So I got fired. They're gonna be Instagram friends yeah. soon. Yeah, <laughs> Steph. Legendary. 
<laughs> yeah, man. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the second half of the episode. Let's do it. Act two this week is Employee of the Month. So we start out at the Krusty Krab. Uh, we find out that SpongeBob is once again for the 27th month in a row trying to get Employee of the Month. And as Mr. Krabs normally does, he tries to manipulate the situation to make SpongeBob work harder by saying Squidward is now trying to get a hold of the prize. Squidward has no intention on being Employee of the Month, but plays along just to mess with SpongeBob. All this gets to SpongeBob's head. He starts losing his ability to flip patties and starts freaking out. Um, so much so that he eventually tries to sabotage Squidward later that night. So he breaks into Squidward's house, try, uh, smashes his alarm, and Squidward finds out that SpongeBob's doing this and get, gets real pissed. And he's like, you know what? I can get that employee of the month with my tentacles tied behind my back. I don't need sleep. And so it becomes this huge competition between the two. They don't sleep all night. They keep watching each other. Uh, they try to sabotage each other. SpongeBob digs a pit that Squidward falls into Squidward tries to board up SpongeBob's house so he can't escape. And then it goes into this huge montage of them running to the Krusty Krab with uh, different traps going off, which then culminates into SpongeBob being tied to an anchor and Squidward being tied to a burning boat and them both dragging them along trying to get to the Krusty Krab. They eventually agree that, you know, this is crazy. Why are we doing this over this stupid award that really doesn't mean anything? And they shake hands, but they both secretly know that they're going to try to sabotage the other and get this award. So after shaking hands, they both mad sprint to the Krusty Krab, which is just opening, and overwork all of their tasks um, to win this award. So Squidward tries to scrub tables, ends up snapping the tables. SpongeBob tries to clean a bunch of plates, ends up breaking all these plates, and then tries to clean them with a mop. And then they are both trying to flip burgers all at the same time, which then makes too many Krabby Patties blows up the Krusty Krab and rains Bikini Bottom with um, Krabby Patties. We see the en in the end, we have Mr. Krab's head punched through one of the Employee of the Month photos and both Squidward and SpongeBob trying to convince him to give them the award. And that's a short, sweet little episode. Um, but So I wonder, how do you guys feel about Employee of the Month um, as just a concept? Do you think it's like a gimmick? Do you think it's like, something needed or do you think it's just there to put competition between employees josh i think you should take right. that one since you're the expert you're the workplace <laughs> expert. expert dude i think it's a i think it's a total gimmick i <laughs> i used to work at this retail place and they would um they would make us push um uh extended warranties so like I was in the electronic section, so like make sure you sell an extended warranty with the tv and like make sure they're getting the three-year plan all this other bullshit. and it started off where they were like at first they would um make an announcement of just like oh so and so made the most today like congratulations so and so but then it it started like advancing to where it just became like all right whoever sells the most we're going to give you a gift card for like a certain amount it became a commission so wow. it went oh, from wow. being like yeah you're doing us a solid and like oh you're such a good employee to like sell these because we're desperate and that in that moment i was like so this whole time it was never about like well, i'm such a good salesman it was about like oh i'm selling what you want me to because you need to cover your costs somewhere you know so yeah. i got yeah. total vibes like flashbacks of that for this episode do you feel so you think when there's like a monetary thing attached to employee of the month do you still feel like it's a scam or is it 
Um, I don't know if it's maybe a. Because you said they were making commission. You yeah, said? yeah. So it's like it, it was considered commission at a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's maybe maybe not a scam because you're you're getting some kind of monetary value out of it, but um, you're not doing it from a from a genuine like I care about this person, so I'm gonna I want to make sure that they're protect protected against surge protection and against like water damage. You're selling it because. Yeah you want extra money and because your boss wants you to make extra money. So like, it's just, it's BS. It's like the company is like dangling in care in exactly, front of you yeah. for you to work harder. Yeah. yeah. I feel about that. Like with any job and I've had jobs that I like every, I'm lucky that most of the jobs I've had, I really enjoy. I, most of the jobs I work on now I'm freelance. So like, it's less, it's more often that I don't have the same job more than like once, but I feel like whenever you work at a company, they always try to instill this value that like, oh, we're all a family. We've been here for like, we'll always have your back. But let me tell you, there have been multiple times where I've seen either my coworkers or other people get like laid off or fired or anything like that. And it's just like the ship keeps running without you. Exactly. Whether you're like your essential part of that situation or not. And I have worked in a place where I've actually... I've won an award. I'm just bragging all day today. Bragging about two, two, two prom dates and uh and an award that I got. Where like living in the past, rest, <laughs> always living in the past. That's when I peaked. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But um, that situation where it's just like, oh yeah, I got like a bonus and I got recognized. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it now, and I same thing happened to me. I think we might be talking about similar similar place i think so um yes that one meant more that one meant that one actually meant something i think yeah and i'm thinking it's because where we were working was like geared Mm -hmm. towards our real genuine interest so like knowing that we were good in something that we wanted to be good in i think compared compared to like a retail store where it's like oh i i just sold you a thousand credit cards and put you in debt for the rest of your life right yeah then maybe it's it works like on a bigger scale like that's like award shows like tonys and grammys and oscars it's like all just a big scale employee of the month kind of thing Whoa, right man. yeah and i think that works with the, like what you want like what you guys are saying of like it is being recognized in your industry though that kind of award means more than like working at a call center or like a retail place and getting like or even in this case i guess for spongebob he it means something to be recognized as a fry cook but like it just mundane places like that really doesn't mean much. But like these bigger scale stuff, it is an employee of the month thing. But it's like it's a good ego boost because it's reaffirming that you are actually good at this talent that you are applying for your job. Yeah. But I also think it should be like with any job, it should be something that I don't think you should work for the award ever. And I feel like when a program is set up that way where it's like I'm employee of the month and you have to work for this award for you to be employee of the month and then putting that person against everyone else because like. With the thing that Josh and I, uh, LA Josh and I were talking about, like it wasn't like, oh, we're fighting worker against worker to get this bonus or like most of the time you didn't even know it came with a bonus until you got it. And then someone told you, hey, it comes with a bonus, by the way. Yeah. Because like usually you've earned it by then. And again, it's like that weird word, earn it. Like, oh, I did my job and I did it the way I think it should be done. And now I deserve an award. I feel like you should do work or any work that you should do should be like intrinsically motivated. You should care about it. I think SpongeBob sums it up pretty well at the beginning of the episode when he's talking to Squidward about it. He's like, it's okay to have pride in your work, Squidward. Like, it's an okay thing. And I think that's a, that's a good way to go with it. Like, you don't need some sort of like monetary like award or some sort of like recognition. You should have pride in your work no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You do that. But also on the on the flip side, I know I said I don't like it when it's like competitive and stuff. Just in general, I I think when SpongeBob decides to sabotage Squidward, I get so mad when other people and especially it happens I feel more in the freelance business, when other people don't want to give people that they know and trust opportunities. Yeah. Because I feel like competition is healthy. If I have another uh cinematographer and Ooh, I can't friendly, do a gig. Friendly competition is healthy. I think that's exactly. what, yeah. yeah. That's a good. Because like if I have another cinematographer that's asking like, oh, is there a gig or whatever? And I go like, you know what? I can't do this gig, but you can have it. One, if they're if they're a professional, I, do, I don't feel like they should steal your work from you. Mm-hmm. But two, like you should recommend people that are good and you shouldn't recommend people who are just slightly not as good as you. Right, yeah. You know? I, I feel like that's such a fucking snake way to go about it. To to go like just recommend someone that's a little bit worse than you. Oh, so you so that you look better? Yeah, I don't want that. I don't like that. I want people to go like, oh, you know, Omar is just as good as this person, or this person is just as good as Omar. These are equal people, but Omar recommended him, and like my friend or the person I recommended should be, I think, a professional that they know when they're stealing a client and when they're helping out, you know, or like being added to the roster. Because there's like times where you know I'm a camera op for a group of people and they need three or four or five camera ops. And I say, okay, fine. You need to be a camera operator too. Um, I won't be there or I can't take the gig. Here's someone I can recommend. I think if you're good at your job, you shouldn't have to worry about people stealing your work. It's just about confidence and like having confidence in your abilities. I think if you're confident, you don't do that kind of crap. You don't like try to sabotage others or make other yourself look better by like bringing on crappy people. If you're confident and then you give a friend a job, you, you're not worried about that. You're just doing a good deed, yeah. I think. You're just being a good person. So I think it's important, you know, if you're in an industry or any kind of work, like, you should just be confident in your work and know that you're doing a good job and not have to worry about showing off or being better than others because in the end, that just makes you look worse. And that burns bridges. Like, you can easily, like, you may be really, really good friends with someone and they find out that you're doing this behind their back to be, like, a snake. You destroy friendships that way and destroy like work ties. So it's important to keep that in mind. And also the flip side, when people ask for work, even though they haven't, they don't help the other person get work. I know someone specifically that I, I comes to mind for me where it's just like they constantly ask for work, but they don't ever reciprocate. Oh, they never have like jobs to like send you or offer you that type of thing. Yeah. Or like if you do the opposite, if I was like, hey, can I have this job? They'd be like, uh yeah uh yeah I'll ask around like they're not genuine about it yeah so I'm never gonna give that person a gig no matter what because I don't want if if you're asking for work from me and you're not willing to do the same thing for it's like that fair weather friend right yeah I don't want that the the tit for tat yeah yeah you need that tit for tat (laughs) and it goes back to what Josh was saying what um about like leading with confidence so like having confidence in your work if you're if you don't come from that place it's always gonna read that you're like. Because that person was probably insecure about telling you about other jobs simply because they were insecure about how they did theirs. So they had to hang on to every single opportunity that they had, you know? I believe that. So if you're leading with confidence, like that part of it isn't even a factor, I don't think. Yeah, you don't even think about that. You just do a good job and you just be a good friend and that's what matters. And when you can't can't work something, because I've had similar instances like doing freelance PA work out here. Like I would get a call about, someone needing a PA last minute. And I'm like, I don't, I can't think I can't work it, but like I have recommendations. Um, the person I'm re- recommending is always someone that 
I know that's like better than me, like they would be like impressed with them, but also um, mm-hmm. someone that I was like, I liked working with. So I'm never going to, I think that that shows that like I'm confident in this person and I'm confident in my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So what lessons did you guys, um, like, I think that's a good one that is like having confidence in your work. So that way the award is icing on the cake, not your goal. I think that's great. But is there any right. other little lessons that like jumped out? I think don't take competition overboard. Like make sure it is friendly competition in like any kind of circumstance. Like it's really easy to get really caught up in being competitive and wanting to win and be the best. But I think that just makes you look like an asshole after a yeah. while. If you like if you if you're constantly doing that, like you need to be a good sport. And I think that's really important to keep in mind in any kind of circumstance, not only work, but just like in life in general, like be a good sport. And have good sportsmanship and have like friendly competition and don't take it overboard. Yeah. I think too also um not uh not investing yourself so much in your work, like being able to take a step back and and take a take a breather from your job, you know what I mean? You don't wanna be <laughs> if I if I ever felt the way SpongeBob or Squidward felt in a job, then I would like be quitting that day. Yeah. I feel like that'd be, I, I, like, yeah, it's kind of worrying if that's like your entire identity is your work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be soul-sucking. That, like fine line between passion and like, but the thing is like for SpongeBob, it isn't soul-sucking. So that's like the, the weird part about it is that he loves it so much. Okay, in the last episode, he couldn't even lift an anchor and now he's like dragging one dragging on the ground to work. Yeah. Yeah. So like either his workout with Sandy is killing it, which I really <laughs> doubt, or this at a different point in the timeline, but it's still one of those things like, he wants it so bad. And I think it's, again, it's that weird mix where you're like, you want to do a good job and you want to be proud of your work and you want to love your work so much. But in the end, your work isn't, isn't always going to be there. They can run without you. Right, is what yeah. I like. Again, I always go back yeah. to that point is like, no matter how vital you are, maybe they won't run as well if you did the job so amazing. But the thing is they will run without you if, um, or they will, you know, go down in flames. Which, like, I think everyone yeah. who, like, leaves a job is just, like, fine. If I'm replaced, like, they hope that they don't do as well. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, fine. Then I'll, like, fine. You guys don't need me? Then, <laughs> Dude, I, I could be wrong, I know. I have a lot of experience with that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, do you feel that way? Like, sometimes when you leave a gig, you're like, you know, fine. I'm not going to, like, I don't care if you guys do well or succeed or anything. Um. Yeah. I, I had that with. Like, not in a spiteful way. Right. Well. Like, just, like, in a. I don't care. I think mine initially came from a spiteful place, but I, yeah. I came to cope with like the fact that those feelings and all that, like me not caring, like whether or not they succeeded or whatever was just BS that I was consuming myself with. So I, I had to drop that. Um, Cause it was, it just, it was, it was exhausting, but it is, it is kind of rewarding when you look back and see that things aren't running necessarily as smoothly as you left them because it, it does make you feel like you did a good enough job that you, your your absence is felt right yeah 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 makes sense also i want the one small lesson that i took from this that i definitely have taken to heart ever since one incident back in the day is having backup alarms i sleep now with like six alarms and it drives our intern fatima crazy <laughs> you still but... sleep through every single one of them but I have five of them. So it's like, I might as well wake up. Like, for example, if we're going to record at 8 a.m., I have one at like 6.30, then 7, 
7.30. And then sometimes I get so paranoid, I'll put an alarm on uh, Tima's phone, too. Do you think you've, like, conditioned yourself, though, to sleep through all those? Like, knowing that you have all those backups no, now, it's, now like, easier for up... you to sleep through it. Because I've definitely noticed that because I've, st- I've started doing that where I've, like, set multiple alarms, like, in sequence. And now I wait for that last one to wake up. But before, I was like, the first one is like when I got up. But now I have like, I have cushion room. Man, see, I, I do the same exact thing. And that makes total sense. No, like, I, I completely believe that like you do con- get conditioned for that last alarm where you're like, okay, I may have put alarms from 630 to 745, but that 740 alarm, 45 alarm is going to be the one that wakes me up or that gets me up that I actually am like, oh, time to go to work or get up or do whatever the hell. Um, but I do think that my big mistake back in the day was I used to have an alarm clock that played music. Uh, and now I have an alarm clock. I just use my phone alarm, and it's, like, obnoxious. obnoxious it's slang. annoying. Yeah. That, that iPhone, there's two ones that I use. The iPhone duck, that just, like, the classic oh, yeah. quack, and then the classic <laughs> right, alarm. Right. And those things, I wake up so stressed. It's not the healthy way to do yeah, it, man. but I wake up on time. Yeah. And that's the only thing I need is, like, I and I already, like, have a habit of not managing my time very well sometimes. I'm getting better, but I think it's important having backup alarms. Um, I still wish I had, you know, my phone and then like a old school alarm clock <laughs> to back me up. Like the mask because, style that like jumps around the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I have looked into those alarm clocks that like shock the <laughs> out of you where you like, you hit the snooze and it electrocutes <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Like I would do that. If it's like a really big event that I really don't want to miss, I have people like, I'll tell Tima, like you need to make sure I wake up. And if I don't wake up, like obviously I'm going to do my best to do it. But a lot of times I find myself at like four in the morning, like, okay, I got to get up at eight. Might as well just stay. <laughs> That's the problem right there. That's that it. That is my problem. <laughs> yeah, man. Have you seen the, like the, the girl who builds like, bad robots like crappy robots oh, yeah. she has the, the alarm that's like the hand the that spins around and slaps her in the face i think that's what you need that'll get you i, I would take that i would 100 <laughs> percent buy that if you were like okay omar here's a alarm that you clip to your finger and it shocks you and it wakes you up i would do it. and i'd still find a way to sleep yeah but and, yeah initially to, like... then you start conditioning yourself to that shock <laughs> Yeah, you'd actually start liking it after yeah. a while, probably. <laughs> then I'll become Sick a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Or Wait. have a weird fetish. You yeah, know, whatever. It, it, whatever. It'll, it'll manifest itself in one of two ways. Yeah, A little bit of both can be fine. <laughs> but you're right. It is good, like, Squiver does have an entire, like, room full of alarm clocks. But you had that prior to SpongeBob, so maybe he has the same problem that he just, like, throws alarm clocks across the room or breaks them a lot when he's trying to wake up. I mean, SpongeBob has one alarm clock, and that... Foghorn works. Really uh, I mean, that so. foghorn would wake anyone up. If you also, had a foghorn, that would work for you. They have that whole stare down. Where was the dummy in that situation? I, you you no, could have no. used that. I don't think the dummy ever comes back. That's the thing. Maybe he just, like, it was faulty or he became self aware. He had to get rid oh, of it. Oh, dang, self aware. <laughs> it was like a doodle bob situation. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, one thing that was cracking me up was that very end after they call the truce and they're like, all right, and then in their heads, they're both like just talking magic about each other. Got those crusty like, close-ups again. Oh yeah, I love the SpongeBob close-ups. <laughs> but like, just that it for me it was one a great example that trust is a two-way street. Like if you trust someone, they got you got to trust they got to trust you back. And like not only that, it's just I think there's so many times in our lives where like someone is telling us something, and in our head we're going like, "You're never gonna do that. You're never gonna do this," or like you just know deep down that. This isn't your true self. This is a fake facade that you've done. You're putting up a front in front of them. 
Yeah, like you're agreeing I, with what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, I actually had like a a horrible situation where I realized we were at like Safeway. Shout out to Safeway. I, I miss Safeway. <laughs> Did they have, they don't have um, Safeways out there? No, they have. We have tiny little uh grocery stores like, that take up like yeah, there's bodegas and then there's like chain grocery stores, but it's bad. It's not not the size of Safeway and not the selection. Yeah. I just miss having the selection. Uh, anyways, one time Tima and I were there and there was people like getting alcohol for a party and we were like, oh yeah, we're so excited to go to this party. Like we're so excited. But we didn't know that the party was that day. We had forgotten because it was on like a Facebook event. Yeah. But now I just know that those two people are just like, oh, those fucking lying. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Because like, because Tima and I were there for like a different reason. Like I think we were buying just random stuff, and we were like really bored too. We were like, "Oh man, I wish we could like go out somewhere." And then we ran into them. We we're like, "We're so excited for this the party." People that invited you to the party? Well, not they were like good friends okay, with the person okay, who invited yeah, us to yeah. the party. And like from that day, I have never felt the same around that person <laughs> because like we were so pumped for that party. We talked it up so much with those two people, and I know in their heads they were like, "Oh yeah, I'm so excited to see Omar and Fatima there." And then sure enough, like. I guarantee you that now if they ever met us and like we're talking to us again and we're like, oh yeah, like we're going there. They're like, yeah, right. Just like you came to the so-and-so's party. <laughs> yeah. And like out. that part was just, I was cracking up and also just like reliving like my biggest fear at the same time. <laughs> Still a lot of trauma left over from that. Oh yeah. I, I think about things from like high school and middle school and always living in the Dude, past. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, any other uh, small little lessons that you guys saw? No, but it's kind of, it, we get a little sense of how much time has passed since the first episode. This is uh, episode 12. And so he's been employee of the month for 26 months in a row. So that means it's been over two years in SpongeBob time since episode one. That's so crazy. Yeah, right? Damn. And I'm I'm a firm believer <laughs> after seeing all like the SpongeBob wikis and like reading up all these little facts that these episodes aren't in any order. order. Yeah, I like they're like just snippets of SpongeBob's life that we've happened to be a part of. Oh, yeah. so so it's there's a cool. timeline that exists, but the episodes are kind of just like scattered across it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone has mapped it out. Uh, I definitely like probably somewhere the, the SpongeBob Wiki does a really great job. If you ever have you know a couple hours to kill <laughs> to like click, and they'll say like this episode, it's like this episode probably happens after the pickles episode because. Squidward can actually cook a Krabby Patty in this one. And in the Pickles episode, he could not oh. save his life. So, like, little things like that. I'm sure if you, like, mapped it out eventually, maybe at the end of this whole podcast, when SpongeBob's over, we'll make, like, a, a master a timeline. timeline. Just, like, some red string and everything. <laughs> it'll just stand out yeah, and it'll be, like, one already made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be made and then, like, a secret message. Yeah. And it'll say, and we'll uncover, this like, a it. whole other. He thing. really is a god. It's conspiracy. <laughs> That's what it spells out as SpongeBob's a god. That that would be amazing. I would I would love for this podcast to go that long and that hard that at the very end we find some secret SpongeBob's conspiracy that gets me like on some FBI list or something. This is the only one way to find out, man. It's gonna yeah, keep going. We gotta it's live it. Keep going. Speaking of SpongeBob Wiki, the one fun fact that I really want to share with people because I want everyone to celebrate this. Not really, but I kind of do. February fifteenth. Is the official Annoy Squidward Day, February fifteenth. Keep so, in mind. <laughs> so whenever you're February fifteenth, make sure you're sending mean tweets to Squidward. No, don't send mean ones, but annoy Just him. Annoy him, yeah, in a loving yeah. way. Annoy him with love. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. 
to celebrate our our national holidays. Yes. Is it is it like the day after Valentine's Day? Just like for a reason? No, I have no idea. He just when he pulls out the calendar and he's like, "Oh, is it today a nice Squidward Day?" And he's like, "No, that's on the fifteenth. Someone, I guess, on SpongeBob Wiki was like, "Oh, that's February fifteenth." <laughs> so I'm just going by that because I trust the SpongeBob Wiki. Not all the time, but most of the time. It makes sense. Shower Squidward the love one day and then on him yeah, the next. That's, there you go. That's how you do yeah. it. Um, I got one more small thing, like a little lesson. Yeah. It's like when Spo- so when SpongeBob says having pride of your work is a good thing. I think that's important. Keep in mind, especially with like visual artists, we use a lot of people use Instagram and stuff now, and it could be used for like taking like selfies and stuff. But I think it's important to share like your visual work or any kind of your artwork or anything you do on Instagram or Facebook, just because it's important to like put it out there and again have pride in your work and share it with others. Marketing, man. Marketing. It's yeah. important now. Yeah. Super important. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah, is Manning as a podcast on Facebook. Make sure. You do <laughs> um, but yeah, like again, there was so much. I feel like this episode was just jam packed with like both the first half and the second half with so many small things that like small things, but like like in in the grand scheme of things, like pretty big things. Like yeah, yeah super super stuff. deep. Yeah. So I think that's a great segue to our big lesson. So I think the thing that both of these episodes dealt with really well. I mean, not really well, but I think the thing that they touched on that left most impact on me was the idea of self-image, you know, how you see yourself yeah. in in um, school settings, how you see yourself in your job setting and how those images kind of affect you and your personality and your mood and all of that stuff and how it's all built into like this this image that you cast on yourself that you want other people to see or you want other people to recognize so with both halves which what moments stuck out to you for this particular big lesson that so, you've given us so um well with the uh, with the chaperone it was with pearl and um the moment where she the moment where she went she transitioned from like being you know just like a whiny teenager not getting her way to to realizing that like spongebob was actually cool you know in the in the dance mm-hmm. in the dance scene um yeah but then to have it all just like dashed because the dance that they were doing was only messing everybody up yeah. you know what <laughs> it's I mean? too late so, yeah. you can go ham so too like late. some people can't yeah, go some ham. people can't man some people can't handle it um and then also within the um in the employee of the month episode it was when i got at the end when they both realized that like all of this destruction that we've caused <laughs> only to <laughs> to have it amount to not a whole lot you know that's good i don't know yeah, I dig it. Yeah, nice, good. nice, good first big Look lesson. You, for yeah, You're killing it. And this kind of like went into my big lesson for this week is like really believe in yourself and your appearance and your abilities. And I think both these episodes touch on both. Um, and like you said, just about self image and that plays into like both abilities and uh, appearance. And we see it again, like with the first act, it was SpongeBob. Uh, he really went 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 ham to be this like big, tall, <laughs> handsome person that was different for Pearl. And in the end, it was really just the actual SpongeBob or just him being normal that Pearl wanted to be friends with and dance with. Um, and then in the second episode, it's just like you didn't they didn't need to go all crazy and show off and go over the top of this competition. If SpongeBob really did believe in his ability, he didn't need to go all crazy and like sabotage Squidward. It wasn't it didn't need to happen um, again. It's just like really believing and having the confidence in yourself as how you look and in your abilities i think is really important 
I'm glad that all of our lessons focus on the self because mine was basically just be yourself. It's like good. It's it was literally the same. Like uh, the self image, this whole like the idea that SpongeBob just needs to be SpongeBob in order to get Employee of the Month. And Squidward, he he didn't want Employee of the Month. He didn't give two shit right, about yeah. it. Why is he changing himself just to be you know Employee of the Month? Just and then to show just like off. the pro- yeah exactly. And then same thing with uh with like you guys said with Pearl. Just the fact that if Pearl had just gone into it with just let's have SpongeBob and thankfully SpongeBob can't dress up nice. I think if he would have showed up like normal. That would have been bad. But like she already had him pegged. She was like, oh, um, people are going to think I look like a walking planetarium, like implying that SpongeBob was like greasy or some mm-hmm. shit. And I was like, whoa, Pearl, that's like up. That's mean. No, this dude's here to it's help not very you. very nice. What do you like? Yeah, this dude. Yeah, exactly. And then so just the fact that she's kind of accepted it and for herself too. She's like, I, I knew this was going to go to shit, but like, you know, I had fun doing it. And I think that was a growing moment for her. And it's like, again, this whole episode just, I think, smacks you over the head with like, be yourself, take care of you. Like again, all that self-image stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good hive mind. Actually, <laughs> hive mind. Yeah, <laughs> we worked together. That's good. I feel like again, like I've said it before, I think that if we all come to like a really similar lesson, that means we're not just grabbing straws in the dark. It's like actual, like yeah, legit uh, teaching. The, cr- the creators it, yeah. are actually doing exactly. their job correctly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I think that's a great place to wrap up today's episode. I want to, first of all, thank Josh for being our first guest. Yeah, of course, and man. Thank you for so, struggling with us. <laughs> yeah. Of course. We had to had to nail down my use of technology at first, but we got it. Yeah, we, we got, got it. it. We're, we're, you're a pro now. <laughs> yeah, man. Again, if you want to listen to Josh's podcast, So I Got Fired, you can check that out on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's going to be expanding, so to make sure that you're hundred percent up to date with that stuff. You can follow them on Instagram at at so I got fired. Yeah. Also, one small announcement. By this time, by the time this airs, it will be it's actually the fourteenth right now. So it's actually SpongeBob's official birthday. Happy birthday, SpongeBob. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. And it was Tom Kenny's birthday just the other day, I think. So happy birthday to both of those. I hope they're both getting hammered, both Tom Kenny and SpongeBob, because SpongeBob <laughs> needs to go get some more Sundays or something. <laughs> you think that's like a split personality thing? He's just celebrating with himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny is like drunk and then he's like <laughs> jumping in and out from Spongebob like a yeah. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, oh I really so, hope that's what it's that's like. so terrifying. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be fun. <laughs> fun? It sounds, it sounds like a nightmare. I mean, it sounds like a it sounds like a nightmare that I, you could watch and be like, oh, if there's if no one's getting hurt and this is a healthy situation, healthy, like like a planned like a planned entertainment value only. I'm getting like the Shining uh, vibes with Tom Kenny and SpongeBob. It's oh yeah, <laughs> no, that, I don't want it like that. I was thinking more uh, more benign. Okay, all right. In that case, be sure to share um, this episode and other episodes with your friends and your enemies. Uh, Android listeners, please. Download Stitcher. I really want all our Android listeners to download uh, Stitcher. Find us on there because then you guys can leave comments and rate, and then we have a better place for uh, you to go. And also, on top of that, um, I think it's just a pretty solid app. So all you Android people, it really helps us out to know how many Android people we got so we can help you guys out. Um, Also, follow us all on social media. Um, Is Manny is a podcast everywhere. Except for Twitter, which is at Podcast, and reach out to us on ismanyasapodcast.com, or you can send us an email at ismanyasapodcast at gmail.com. And I had a person ask me the other day, 
I have a hard time spelling mayonnaise. How do you spell mayonnaise? It's M-A-Y-O-N-N-A-I-S-E. I've gotten pretty good at spelling mayonnaise how many times I have to log in <laughs> and do all these different things. I know uh, Josh has also improved as well. But yeah, so before we head out, I want you to all remember to always do the sponge. And one final announcement, the podcast employee of the month is Josh. Yeah. Wait. I, oh, wait. Which one? <laughs> uh, uh, is it? I'll let you guys figure okay. it out. <laughs> Thanks, dude.